this distance learning is really challenging and not at all ideal. I think that the whole thing is not being handled through a trauma-informed lens from the state level. I don't see how it could be given the inequity of access, home support, and diverse student background. That was Portia Sennings, a fourth grade teacher that has been forced to quickly adapt how she teaches due to COVID-19. Teachers now have much less control over the environment students are in, communication, and academic work. Connections and student empowerment are only some of the core attributes when it comes to using a trauma-informed practice, but they are the ones that we still have some say in. With a lot of elements that go with teaching outside of teacher control, how can we still teach with a trauma-informed practice? To answer this question, I have asked some educators to weigh in on the topic. I talked to Annette Blake, a school counselor, Tanya Girard, a third grade teacher, and Portia Sennings, a fourth grade teacher. As Portia states, distance learning is challenging, and teachers are doing the best they can to teach in a trauma-informed way. When asked how she is still teaching in a trauma-informed way, Tanya said, Relationships, relationships, relationships. I've continued to put my relationships in kids and families first, and the work second. I've provided opportunities for students to share work in flexible ways, recognize when families need something other than what's been provided, and been supportive of any and all opportunities. I check in and follow up as I can, making sure that students and families have what they need. There are no due dates or expectations for an amount of work to be completed, knowing that each family will do what they can during this time. For kids, I've been using Flipgrid to share random thoughts, ideas, and questions. Anything to keep the students connected with one another. As I have shown in the previous podcast, relationships are super important when it comes to student needs. However, they are also essential to trauma-informed teaching practices. In Edutopia's recent Twitter chat on the topic of trauma and social and emotional learning, a couple of different ideas emerged. The first focused on the individual student and the strong one-to-one relationships that support our trauma-affected kids. And second, creating these bonds requires a broader cultural adjustment and reprioritization, where the whole community works together to cultivate a space in which students, educators, and staff members thrive. This means that we as teachers need to foster these relationships throughout distance learning. Annette agrees that staying in contact with students and parents is the way to go, stating. Um, So I'm a school counselor at a middle school, and um, I actually meet with students every day, um, either through email or through um, Google Chat or Google Hangout. And I continue to do my lunch groups, my counseling sessions, with permission from parents, of course. Um, But yeah, I'm in touch with students every day. And also, also, I'm in touch with parents as well. Um, I've had a number of um, parent meetings through uh, Google, you know, Google Hangout or Google Chat for them support and guidance. Um, but also, I think what we can do remotely is just so, just check in with our kids, you know, make sure that they're they're okay and um, and if they need anything, it's not ideal at all. I'd rather have kids all back at school. I worry about them. Portia has been supporting her students as much as she can by providing lots of flexibility with that when and how assignments are given, reaching out to families and adjusting workloads, or removing academics completely to fit their needs. Also making sure food is provided if needed, providing students with activities they can do with or without adult support, and with limited resources. 
Staying in touch with students during distance learning is essential to students' well-being. It brings students a sense of connectedness and shows them that they matter. Student empowerment plays a huge part in trauma-informed teaching practices. According to Kara Newhouse, author of the article, Four Core Priorities for Trauma-Informed Distance Learning. Trauma takes power from people, so trauma-informed educators need to think critically about not reproducing that dynamic. In order to teach in a trauma-informed way, teachers must think about how they can empower students. This gives students a sense of control over their own lives. Tanya, Annette, and Portia were also asked how they have been empowering students during COVID-19. Annette shows us how she has done so through a story. Um, well, actually, let me just give you a, like a little case scenario. So we've had a student who, when he was in school, um, he, I mean, he's experienced a lot of trauma just this year. His mom passed away suddenly. Um, so, you know, and as far as, you know, there's a lot of things that he has to go without because um, financially they, they, they struggle as well. Um, and he's a kid when he was in school, he didn't, he couldn't manage to sit through a class period because he's just, um, you know, he has, a lot, he has ADHD, so he, he had a really hard time keeping it together. Um, but he has done so well with the remote learning. Um, and I actually, I just spoke with him today. He's really knocked it out of the park. He's getting his assignments done. And he told me that the reason why is because he only has to spend three hours at doing schoolwork as opposed to being in school for seven hours. Um, so I, the teachers were talking about how well he's doing and he's completing assignments. So I reached out, I sent him an email yesterday and I had, you know, just a Google lunch with him um today and tell him how proud we were of him and he was gleaming so so you know you just gotta like you know just compliment your students when when they're doing well and if they're you know if you find that they're struggling I'll offer support and how you can help and let them know that you're just here for them and and you know what another big thing is to let them know that they're not the only ones in this those that are struggling you have to let them know that almost all students are struggling with this so they're they're not alone and, and it's okay and it's okay and it's okay to talk about that they feel sad about this and it's okay to talk about that you know that they're not going back to their school to see to see their teachers that's that's traumatic for for them so and just kind of open up the doors and 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 talk to them about it and let them know that their feelings are are okay and pretty common Portia shares that many of her Students are taking it upon themselves to take control over their daily schedules and to choose their own assignments from a menu. They all have Chromebooks and are asked to access their weekly learning plan online. She has also posted some mindfulness videos on her Google Classroom for students to participate in. This means that students have the power of choice during distance learning, which can help students by giving them something they can control. Tanya is doing something similar. Initially, I empowered students by providing accurate, age-appropriate information about what was happening and being very real with them. I leave space for their feelings whenever we meet, listening to and validating all of them. Students are empowered to take charge of their own learning right now. The plan we've created and shared with students is very much a choose-your-own-adventure learning plan. We've provided the lessons, but students are given the choice of when, where, how, and if they participate in the lesson. 
In many cases, how they perform the task of the lesson is also given as a choice with opportunities for online digital practice or paper-pencil practice. From staying in contact with students and parents to providing choices and limiting the amount of instruction, teachers everywhere are trying to get a hold on distance learning, and many are tr still trying to implement trauma-informed practices. This is all still so new, and distance learning will continue to evolve as we explore it for the rest of the year. Personally, I believe that teachers can teach using trauma-informed practices in an online format. It just looks different than what it does in person. In essence, though, it is the same. To teach with a trauma-informed practice, we still need to be a person that kids can be safe with. We still need to be the one that students can trust. We still need to be the one that encourages peer relationships. We still need to be the ones that encourage collaboration. We still need to empower our students. These are all things that we as teachers can do remotely. I would like to leave you with a quote from Helen Keller. Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of overcoming it. As educators, we can help our students by empowering them and giving them hope.